God for another day and thank God that we are still here, we are still alive and today is a 30th day of the month of December 2022. So we'll continue from where we stopped last week. So anybody ready for reflection? Reflection place. Okay. Uh, my back gone. Yeah, go on. Thank you. Um, so last week, um, December 7th, you talk about, uh, you explain on Genesis 48, and you said it was an interesting passage in the Bible where Jacob was about to die, and he called his sons and blessed them. Abraham knew when he was to die, and he also called his son and blessed them. Isaac knew when he was going to die, and he called And he called his son and blessed them. When we keep the covenant of God, he will allow us to know when we are about to depart this life. Joseph kept the covenant God laid down before him and his father. The covenant has to maintain, but how do we maintain it? The, the Bible teaches us how to keep, maintain, and sustain the covenant of God. An analogy of this, it was with Peter and Jesus when Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, you keep my commandment. And if you love me, feed my sheep. We must make sure we keep God's commandment. We must write the word of God on the breastplate of our hearts. You know, and you encourage us to like use even what we learn in Bible study during the morning or the night, whenever we're having our devotion, we should continue to look over it because um, we said we cannot afford to forget the word of God because the word of God will enable us to overcome the devil. So after we hear the word of God, we must keep it. You look at Genesis 3 where the Lord commanded mankind to keep the commandment. He said without the commandment, we don't have discipline. And you went on to say you heard the news where um, Donald Trump was talking about, um, you know, they should do away with the Constitution. And, you know, you said, how can we do away? And not only you, but uh, some members of the, you know, their party were saying, why would they want to do it away with the Constitution? If they do away the, with the Constitution, he's not fit to be a president. Because, you know, the Constitution is basically, you know, the commandment you know, that guide, you know, the law of the land. The word of God said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
Jacob referring to his son as his son. As Jacob heard that his son was coming, he positioned himself to bless him. When will we, when will we be called the sons of God? And you know, you went on to say that, you know, we have to, when we, you know, we have to make sure we know the word of God. Because, you know, there are so many teachings out there that is not of God. And before you know it, especially the younger generation, they are initiated into cults, you know, and they don't even realize or recognize that they're initiated into cult because they don't know the word of God. And I shared that uh, I was in the beauty salon and I heard a woman who said she's a pastor's wife. Um, you know, we were so excited to know that a pastor wife, you know, came into the beauty parlor. And she said she saw little, little agent, uh, angels running around the beauty parlor. And then, you know, we asked her, we said, uh, where is your church? She said she don't have a church here in America. She had one, but it was closed. But then she said she had a church uh, in uh, Nigeria. And, you know, she went on to say, you know, we Christians waste time reading the Bible. And I was like, what? I said, what? She said, yeah, we Christians, we waste too much time reading Bible. We don't need the Bible. So I asked her, I said, but why don't we need the Bible? I said, the Bible is, you know, is what, you know, the Bible and the commandment of God teaches us how to conduct ourselves as Christian and it guides us how to walk, you know, in Christ's likeness and his image. So I said, why don't we need the Bible? She said, no, we don't need the Bible. We're wasting time reading the Bible. And I was shocked because I said, if this is a pastor's wife, what does her husband use to deliver messages, you know, on a Sunday morning? So that's one reason why I know we have to be careful. Dr. Pauly went on to say, in blessing Jacob, did something very interesting. Jacob wanted to bless Joseph, but he started to narrate his life. God released a blessing on mankind in the beginning of time. God passed on the same blessing to Noah, Abraham, and Isaac. Isaac passed on the blessing to Jacob, and God visited Jacob and blessed him again a second time. The attributes of God does not change. The rules and regulations that are given to schools and organizations are the Ten Commandments. How do we rightly divide the word of truth? We must be able to hand over the baton, you know, to, you know, when, you know, we are in that position to, you know, endorse, you know, what we learn or, you know, from the word of God, how we use it as a guide to guide our life. Every nation is trying to take Israel. Every nation want that blessing of God over, over Israel. He went on to say, Reuben offended his father um, with incest. He went into his father's concubine. He also lied to his father regarding his brother who was sold into slavery. So he didn't, you know, he didn't, get his firstborn blessing you know he didn't get the firstborn blessing that he was uh he was entitled to manasseh was given reuben blessing ephraim received simeon's blessing because simeon killed out of anger manasseh and ephraim took the lead into the promised land we must be able to take correction when we do something wrong giving is done with kissing and embracing 
Embrace me and I will hold you. Hello? Embrace me and I will, will hold you. Embrace me and I will hold you unto eternity. This is how we will pass on the baton to eternity. That is how serious marriage covenant is. Joseph gave his father the respect he deserved and honor. And that's where I'll stop back the party. Amen, amen, amen. Shall we appreciate Evangelist Sarah? Good, good, good. Who else, please? Reflection from last week. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Evangelist, Lord, Lord, uh, give us a brief of all what uh, we taught us last week. But uh, the other things, uh, some of the points that stood out that uh, you reiterated was last week. It's about uh, when Joseph, uh, Jacob was about blessing uh, uh, Joseph's uh, children, Manasseh and, uh, and Ephraim. He said, <clears throat> because he has to release the blessings, uh, Reuben and uh, Simon did not get the blessing of the firstborn and the, and, the, and the blessing of the secondborn because of their sin. And uh, the sin that uh, Reuben committed was a sin of incest and uh, he also told a lie. Uh, he was uh, like the firstborn of uh, wickedness because he, he saw all the pain that his, his father went through when they came and told him that Joseph was dead and he never told the truth. So he said, we should examine our lives, but if we don't study the word of God, how can we know the truth? We have to study the word of God to show ourselves approved so that we will deviate from wickedness. We will deviate from, from evil. And uh, 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 the one thing you keep reiterating is how Jake, uh, Joseph, was the one that was to carry the covenant to the next generation. Because in any generation, God has somebody, has the people that we carry out, that we, that we move forward with, uh, with, uh, with, with the gospel, with righteousness, with truth, with sincerity. So we have to live a life of sincerity. We have to live a life of truth. We have to live an honorable life we have to live a life of respect. And we saw all that character in the life of Joseph, how he honored his father. Even when he was to come in for his blessing, he bowed down before his father, Jacob, to show that respect, to show that honor. So we have to, uh, in, in the case of Simeon, he says Simeon was enraged. Simeon had he committed the sin of a, a, a he committed murder by killing the king of a nation because of his anger. He was angry that uh, uh, the, the king of Shechem slept with his sister. And because of that, he murdered him. And that brought a whole, it brought trouble to, to the whole family, not only to himself, but to the whole family because they had to leave. Jacob, Jacob had to take the whole family to leave the land of Shechem, if or else they would have been killed. He said, sometimes people, uh, uh, what is our reaction? 
we, do we hear something that somebody say and then we don't find out the truth and we just believe and then we just move along and then we begin to you know so we need to deal with anger we need to deal with grief we need to remove any altar of sin from our lives if we want to make heaven it reiterated to us that uh, uh, in keeping the covenant we have to be able to live by the commandments and how do we know the commandment if we don't come to bible study these are the basic principles that we have to live by we have to live by the truth by the word of god so that point that uh, uh, part uh, 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 and you encourage us that we have to study the word of god we have to uh, uh, make sure that our way is pure before the lord we have to live a sincere life a life of sincerity. We have to be faithful in our dealings with God and on our own fellow man. So those are the uh, points that I took out, and I said, Lord, help me to work on my own character, work on my own attitude, so that my character will reflect that of Christ. That I will not bear you. Uh, one thing that you kept repeating to us again, even you have said it in so many instances. Uh, we can either be the firstborn of wickedness or the firstborn of righteousness and the things that we do. Like, uh, I think one sister will say, say you, you can be in a, in a community, in, a, in, in an agency or at your workplace and you decide to do what is right. Other people might be doing something wrong, but you stand up and when you start, let's say uh, uh, you start welcoming the guests that comes into the facility, you know, showing them some love, you know, showing them some respect, helping them. And that practice is carried out over and over. Even if you are not there, your name will still be remembered that you are the person who started that, that, uh, that, uh, that act of showing love, showing respect, helping like the clients or the patients coming into that facility. So I took that again uh, as another point that God wants us to live a sincere life. He wants us to be loyal, he wants us to be faithful. He wants us to deal with anything that is sin, lies, deception, bitterness, jealousy, envy, and all the like. And uh, if we don't study the word of God, we'll be deceived like Eve was deceived in the garden. When you mention it in uh, Genesis chapter three, where the devil came to say, did God says, if we don't read the word of God, we don't study the word of God, we will not know what the word of God says in any given situation if we are confronted with situations in life. So the word of God should be our basis in everything that is, we have to be a mirror that we have to use to examine our own lives and remain faithful to the calling of God. That's what I have to add on. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Auntie Felicia. Any other, please? The last one for this hour. Any other? Sister Yulili. Are you on mute? Unmute yourself. 
Okay, Dr. Fahey said that we must not break covenant with God. All the covenant that we, we have made, we must be careful not to break any of our covenant. And if um, he said, uh, put, put things in order before you go, before you go to, before we go to God, put things in order. Cause you gotta know how to go to him, how to speak to him. You can't just go to him any, any old way. They said the covenant, when you keep, when you break covenant with God is very dangerous. And that it is, um, you point the fact that Joseph and none of his father, Joseph's father, none of the descendants break, um, Joseph didn't break any covenant with God and neither his father, they kept the covenant and that we should keep our covenant. And he said, move. That's what I have, Dr. Pauline. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Shall we all just appreciate the Sayulili? Okay. All right. Okay, so here, let's say our creed. Yes. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom I am here in the garden of wisdom. Together, I'm here wisdom, in the, together, together wisdom, wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive, to receive instruction. instruction. Direction. 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 And guidance. And guidance. guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According to the plan and purpose. That the Lord has predestined for my life. That the, that Lord the Lord has predestined, has predestined for, my for my life. I receive it. I will receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So today, thank you all for the reflection so far. Today, we are continuing where we stopped last week. We are looking at Genesis chapter 49. Genesis chapter 49. I read, I'll be reading it from the God's word, okay? It's another version. Jacob called for his sons and said, come here and let me tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Gather around and listen, sons of Jacob, listen to your father, Israel. Reuben, 
Best read. Excuse me. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength. The very first son I had, first in majesty and first in power. You will no longer be first because you were out of control like a flood and you climbed into your father's bed. Then you dishonored it. He climbed up on my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. The assaults are weapons of violence. Do not let me attend their secret meetings. Do not let me join their assembly. In their anger, they murdered men. At their whim, they crippled cattle. May their anger be cursed because it's no, it's so fierce. May their fury be cursed because it's so cruel. I will divide them among the sons of Jacob and scatter them among the tribes of Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. Judah, you are a lion cub. You have come back from the kill. My son, he lies down and rests like a lion. He is like a lioness who dares to disturb him. Verse 10, a scepter will never depart from Judah, nor a ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh comes and the people obey him. He will tie, sorry, what am I? Oh, oh. Okay, verse 11. He will tie his donkey to a grapevine, his coat to the best vine. He will wash his clothes in wine, his garments in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than, than wine. His teeth are whiter than milk. Okay, I will stop here in reading because we will not do all the chapter today. Today, our focus is from verse one to four. Genesis 49 from verse one to four. Okay. Here, Jacob knew he was about to die. And that is the prayer we are praying for ourselves and for everybody in our coming house that when it is time for the Lord to invite us home in glory, he will let us know. He will send us an invitation letter. He will make us aware of what the invitation is about and he will encourage us to organize ourselves 
and pray for the Sunnit prayer and instruct the Sunni to be instructed and put things in a way that we will know that indeed we are serving the living God, our Father in heaven. But if we would just be there and then the spirit of death without knocking, without respecting, enters and take over whatever he wants and go. That means our relationship with God is not in the appropriate place. All the people who had good relationship with the Lord, they knew when it was time. Some knew a year or two earlier. They organized themselves. I remembered one time I was in India and the Lord said to me, I'm about to take your father. So call him and tell him to get himself ready. And I cried to the Lord. I said, Lord, that is too soon. I will not get there until maybe two or three months. And I cried. The Lord heard my petition. My dad lived almost 20 years after that. That doesn't mean he's a perfect man. That doesn't mean he did never made anything wrong. That doesn't mean, uh, you know, but all that I got from that is a life of understanding the word of God, a life of obeying the word of God, a life of studying to show ourselves approved unto God is very, very important, very, very crucial. Like I was sharing yesterday on the prayer line that the Lord showed me that this is a very, very dangerous season. And that a lot of us, including me, I am not exempted, have to make things right. If there is anybody who has offended you, please make sure you speak to the person and settle the disagreement. Remember, that is only one sin that separated mankind from God. Only one sin, the sin of disobedience. There are three things that we need to observe in our daily lives. One, are we obeying God? Two, are we respecting one another? Three, are we honorable? Obedience, respect, honor. There are three things that nothing can replace. There are three things that can never be ignored and be successful. Sometimes we all do ask the question, why is it that uh, somebody we know to be a good man, a good woman, 
somebody we all trust, we all depend on, goes through some funny incident and situation. And especially when they die, it bruises our hearts. It bruises our hearts. You know, one of my godmothers passed. Before he passed, she passed. She was sick. And I kept asking the Lord, why is this person sick like this? This person serves you and does everything according to your will, as I know. She will not make a decision or do anything without, first of all, asking the Lord with fasting and praying. So why is such a thing happening to her? Hmm. God, please forgive me if what I want to say is not right or is not true. By the time I kept asking prayerfully and seeking to know why is she in this condition? Some few things popped up in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind. And it has to do with something the Lord asked her to do many years back. And she did not do it because in her own terms, that shouldn't be. Are you listening to me? In her own terms, what the Lord wanted her to do should not be because that is not what she knows and that's not what she understood. So that little act of disobedience, and I can remember that once upon a time, she came to me and told me about that matter. And I persuaded her, I said, if God has spoken, why don't you take the step? Because maybe God is using that instance to test you rather than not doing it at all. And um, she still didn't do it. Many years later, the price of that disobedience affected her on earth. The price of not doing what the Lord instructed her affected her. The price and the consequences of thinking that you want to do things in your own way is very dangerous. And so many years later, things were happening and she had no defense. Because what would have saved her over 20 years earlier that the Lord instructed her to do, she did not do it. Another example I want to give. I am giving all these instances to show that we don't have the power for life and death. We don't have the power to dictate what we want. We can only dictate it and people who love us will do it because of who we are. 
but not because they understand what God wants you or them to do. Sometimes you go a pleasing man, and in the process, we fall into danger and we pay for the consequences. 20 years data, 30 years data, 40 years data, 50 years data. We all, including me, I'm talking to myself as well as I'm talking to you because I am not above the law. I am under the law. So I am speaking what the word of God says, just like Paul will say. I am speaking the word of God, not because the Lord told me to speak it, but because it is the word of God. And the commandment already instructs us to speak it. The second instance I want to give, I will not mention the names. They are, they are public figures. There was this person who was in the church, was very involved in the church. And uh, eventually the Lord would bless her. And uh, she started getting invitation to go out to minister. In the initial stage, she will go to her pastor and the pastor will pray and the pastor will bless her to go. And sometimes the pastor will announce to the church that so-so and so has been invited by this shared that church. Those who would want to go with her, let the church know they will point, appoint somebody to know who and who will go with her. So she had the whole church behind her. And then when she started getting big and she's going out, she would not tell the pastor and she would not allow the pastor to bless her. And then she started going out with members of the church without the pastor's permission. A lot of people assumed that the pastor was away and they went with her. Then gradually, she started organizing her own programs and would not tell the pastor. And people would come and tell the pastor, Oh, you were supposed to be there. You were not there. And some of them will even be rebuking the pastor for not going to the program. And the pastor and his wife would just keep quiet. They wouldn't say anything. They started feeling that they did the wrong by encouraging this person to go in the beginning and they will announce. Now when she's going, she doesn't tell them. The church doesn't know. She just invites two or three people and gradually she started having secret meetings without the knowledge of the pastor and she started having fellowship and so on without telling the pastor. And then something will happen. And somebody went and told the pastor, pastor, you should have done this. The pastor said, listen, I supported her anytime she make me away. I blessed her anytime she make me away. I, I instructed the whole church 
and the ministers to support her as long as she made me aware. But for so many years now, she doesn't even come to my office. She doesn't even say anything to me and my wife. But we will see it either on social media or this or that or that, or people will come and tell us. And we decided to be quiet because she has not become bigger than we are. She's bigger than the church. So since she's bigger than us, she's no longer under our control. And the person said, so what are you going to do? She said, no, we can't do anything because she has taken herself out of our authority. You know, a problem will soon arise again. It was in the media. It was everywhere. And everybody was expecting that the pastor should stand up and defend her. The pastor said, I cannot because she has stopped coming here. She has stopped fulfilling her obligation. She doesn't even pay tithe to us again. Now she's a millionaire. We don't get a penny from her millions. And she's taking away half of the congregation. And some of them have relocated because of her. And we don't know anything. So we cannot touch what has not been given to us. Soon after that, this lady's ministry up to now is struggling. She went high, 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 like an eagle. Now she's low, 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 like a chicken. These are wisdom that we need to gather. A child will never be greater than his father, no matter what. Even if that child has millions and the father has never had a bank account, yet, according to the word of God, a servant can never be greater than the master. So today, as we are about to go deep into why Joseph, uh, Jacob made certain pronouncements upon his own children, the descendants of Abraham, that the Bible said, whom God has blessed, let no man curse. If God has blessed you, why would any curse touch you? The curse is able to penetrate because there is disobedience to the, words, to the word of the Lord. The curse is able to penetrate because there is disrespect for the authority that God has set over you. The father that raised you, spiritual father, physical father, emotional father, God father, all the fathers and all the mothers God gave you. 
you have disrespected them. And wherever there is disrespect, blessings easily reverse into cases. I am giving this introduction because a lot is going on. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot is going on. Recently, I had a case so sad. There was this man of God. He didn't have much education, but he had anointing. And he had the word. And he sponsored this young child, one of the children that were born in the ministry. He made sure that child went to college and everything to come and assist him. As soon as that child finished college, that child stopped coming to church. This man was sent for him. This man went and visited and asked, complained that he didn't get a job. And the pastor said, okay, if it is job, come and be working in the church as part-time until you get a full-time job and still maintain your position here. She told the pastor, pastor, the church is too small for me. The church cannot pay me what I need to be paid for my degree. And the pastor said, but it is better to have something coming from the church than to sit at home because the church supported you to go to college. Your parent didn't pay for the fees. It's the church that paid for it. And the church has helped you thus far. Why is it that suddenly the church is too small, but the church was paying the fees? This person looked at the pastor and said, Pastor, the church is too small for me. So I'm not coming to the church. I'm going to a bigger church. And the pastor cried that after we have paid your fees, transportation, we even gave you a car. Now the church is small. So you are now going to a big church? The pastor said, okay, thank you. The pastor cried, left their house crying. Left their house crying. You know what will happen? Something will happen in the big church. And this lady was badly accused and affected. And she turned around and told the pastor, you kissed me. That is why it happened. The pastor said, I have never opened my mouth to kiss you. I have invested so much into your life and I will not kiss you because I cannot reverse the blessing into a curse by my power. But God decided to judge our case. He said, God is a judge. 
If I have any, by any means offended you, let God judge it. He said, I didn't say that before, but I'm saying it now because you have come to accuse me. If I have done anything against you, let God judge between the two of us. I came to beg you. You insulted me. I did not tell anybody what happened. I still kept it to myself. After now, the church doesn't know what you said. But they know what you said because you came and told them. But they don't know what you said to me and what I said to you. You know, that person is not paralyzed. Very sick and paralyzed for going to disrespect a pastor who acted and who has been your spiritual father for years, who made sure your life was better. You go and insult him. Hello. Today, I want to prepare our hearts and our mind about forgiveness. About forgiveness. If this lady had gone and said, Papa, forgive me for insulting you. Forgive me for withdrawing from the church. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. The Papa would have forgiven. But she went and insulted the man. The man came to the house to come and beg and encourage her. She insulted the man. And now something happened to her. She accused the man. And the man said, let God judge between me and you. If I have done anything wrong. Forgiveness. We have been dealing with forgiveness. How do we forgive? When do we forgive? What is our attitude, our behavior in the place of offense? Who offended you? What did you hear? Who told a story? You know, sometimes we go about formulating stories and we don't know that we are hurting God. We are hurting the kingdom. All the people that withdrew from the church because of this lady's attitude, they are all sick. They are all sick. They are all mesmerized. They are all confused. Some are physically sick. Some are spiritually. Some are materially emotional. All kinds of cases are manifesting in their lives. The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets know her. God bless Abraham and his descendants. Abraham passed on the blessing to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob. Now Jacob is about to pass on the blessing. How many of those children were qualified to receive the blessing? How many of them were honorable to receive the blessing? 
how many of them were respectful to receive the blessing? Hello. Forgiveness is not cheap. Before God released forgiveness unto mankind, Jesus had to suffer pain. He was condemned. He was bruised for our iniquity. He was chastised for our transgression. He was crucified and on the cross. He released forgiveness by the shedding of his blood. Forgiveness is not a cheap thing that we should disrespect authority and think we will get it. No, we have to confess the sin. With that confession, there is no remission. And where there is no remission, there is no forgiveness. We have to confess the sin. We have to repent and say, what I used to do wrong, I would do it no more. Then forgiveness becomes meaningful. And forgiveness is meaningful when we respect the blood the shedding of the blood because the blood is the power of the covenants. I haven't praying and thinking if God blessed Abraham and his descendants, why couldn't Jacob just forgive? Everything that was done, there was a point for forgiveness and there was a point for confession and repentance. Where there is no repentance, there is no forgiveness. Where there is no confession of sin, there is no forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is to release yourself from bitterness, anger, irritation that came out of an offense. I repeat, forgiveness is the ability to release somebody who has offended you from bitterness, anger, irritation, after they have confessed and apologized. Where people have not apologized, where they have not even identified the fact that they have sinned, it is difficult for them to appreciate forgiveness. People don't appreciate what they don't pay for. 
Jesus paid it for us. That is why he demands that we confess our sins. That is why he demands that we repent, we make a change, and open our heart for transformation of a new life. Because without confession and repentance, the sin cannot be remitted. So looking at the case of Jacob, the way he blessed and also cursed, sometimes the blessings were released side by side with curses. And I've been thinking, God, where is my weakness? How am I dealing with my weaknesses? How am I cleansing myself as I am teaching? Is the word of God applicable to me? Am I studying to change my ways? Or I am just studying to boast myself? What am I doing to please you? And what am I doing to displease you, God? Reuben was praised, has a very, very powerful inclination. He was supposed to be a man of honor. So, Genesis 49 from verse 1 says, Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourself together, that I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come, that I may tell you what will happen to you in days to come, days, months, years, decades. Mm. Assembly and listening, all sons of Jacob, listening to Israel, your father. Jacob was his given name. Israel was the anointed name. His parents gave him Jacob. God gave him Israel. That is the covenant's name, Israel. And he wants to release blessings and curses unto his children. That I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen. Assemble and listen. And Jesus came and said, do not forsake the assemble of the brethren. Assemble. That is a word, another word for church. Assemble. The gathering of the brethren. The gathering of the children of God. All sons of Jacob, gather. Listen to Israel. That is, listen to the anointed word of God. 
Listen to the word that is coming from the heart of God. Divine instruction. Oh my goodness. Everybody just bow down your heads and pray for yourself at this time. Pray that the Lord will give us understanding to obey the command, the commandments. Hey, to respect the people of authority that God has set over us. Pray for yourself. Pray. 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 We are entering into a dangerous times and seasons in a role of a curtain. The world will soon come to an end. Are we qualified to see the face of the Lord? Are we qualified to enter heaven? Are we qualified to sit at the right-hand side of the Lord? Are we qualified to be counted among the saints of heaven? Oh, my God. My God. God. How have we taken the grace of God? How have we used up the mercy? The blood of mercy. How have we respected and used up the mercy? Grace is given for ignorance, lack of knowledge. Mercy is given to wash away our sins. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh Lord, we are seeking your face that we might not perish. That we might not perish. All things shall pass away, but the word of God shall never, shall never, because it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, Lord. You changeth not, God of Abraham. Yes, you do not change. So, Father, as we are about to start studying Genesis 49, help us, O oh God, to make changes in our lives, the way we think, the way we do things, the way we misbehave, and think we are righteous. Father, today, do a surgery on our hearts and give us a new heart. The heart of flesh, the heart that repents. The mind 
that is teachable, that is studious, the mind that repents and the heart that repents. That will learn more lessons about forgiveness and repentance as we study Genesis 49, that we shall not fall short of your glory, that we shall not die and perish, that our identity will not be an identity of hell, destruction, that we shall not be consumed by hell fire, but we shall be cleansed and purified by the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire that cleanses, the fire that purifies, the fire that mends the brokenheartedness, the fire that strengthens, oh Lord, that to be able to distinguish between the destructive fire of hell and the repenting fire of righteousness the fire of the Holy Spirit that as we study, we will not forget, we will remember and your word will become the bread that we eat and the water that we drink will be the spectacle in our eyes, the chain around our neck our breastplate, our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for this sober moment, sober moment, sober moment, that to be humble and sober in all things, that your name alone will be glorified. You, Jesus, will be seen and heard. We repent to God. We say we are sorry. That having been born again, having served in the house of the Lord, we shall not be a castaway. We shall not fail. We shall not be disappointment unto you. We shall not disrespect your word and your authorities. We shall not disobey the commandments. Help us, O oh God. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear our mouth to declare, our behavior and character to reflect who you are. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. Okay, only two people are online. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, I will just do a little teaching. No, it's 835. I think I'll stop here today because if we start on verse three and four now, it will take about half an hour. So we'll stop at verse two. 
So if anybody has a question, can you ask a question, please? On what I have spoken so far. Pastor. Okay, so if you were asked to do something in church by preparing a, 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 um, a like a in Sunday school, uh, something you were supposed to prepare and you did not do it. Um, mm -hmm. But then you went and asked, you asked for forgiveness. Is this, that's still disrespecting the person because I was um, angry at the person, but I didn't tell the person. And I didn't want, I, 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 I was wrong because I didn't do, it's not she who acts, it's God who acts, right? Um, that's what I was thinking that I um, didn't do because of her, but then I realized God gave her this message to give me to do, and I didn't do it, and didn't show up in church. So does that um, being disrespectful to God, although I ask for forgiveness? <clears throat> I don't know. Now, I don't quite understand your question, but from the angle I understand it, let me explain. One, if an authority assign you to do something yeah. and you cannot do it or you are not able to do it, it is good for you to let them know. Yes, that but I didn't. You okay. asked me to do this, but I am not able to do it. And it is also good for you to explain why. Are you not able to do it because you don't understand the assignment? Right. Or because somebody made a comment and that comment has taken over your mind, your heart, your spirit? Why are you not able to do it? Because one, if we don't say the reason why we are not able to do it, that increases the repercussion of not doing it. Okay. And let me explain why it increases the repercussion. If you listen to certain uh, television program where there is a court or uh, a, or a judgment, they will say three counts of offense or five counts of offense. The count means one, when you did not do it, one is that you didn't do it. Two, you did not tell them that you can do it. Three, you did not explain why you can't do it. So it's counting, yeah. all right? So one offense has attracted three more offenses. Okay. So that increases punishment. Okay. So that is one part I will give to you. The second part I will give is that Sometimes somebody did something wrong. They will not tell us what they did wrong. 
but they yeah. quickly point out to the person who offended them. Yeah. And that complaint uh -huh. may enter our own spirit. Oh, okay. And that complaint will cause us to also create another offense against the kingdom of heaven. Which means that whatever we heard from somebody has become a seed of evil, wickedness yes. to us. So mm -hmm. a seed of wickedness was planted by what somebody said. Yeah. And we don't find out why the person said it, but we just believe it, we hold on to it, and we make our decision based on that. So that is where the first bond of wickedness comes from. Okay. <clears throat> Have I answered you? Yeah, because, yeah, uh, um, yes. Um, so, no, so I want to know if I am still into, although I ask for forgiveness and everything, um, do I still need to tell that person? Why or do I need to go back and to? Uh, uh, it is more about the person involved because yeah. there are people that when we offend, mm -hmm. they keep the offense. And then as long as they are keeping the offense, that offense will be heaping coals of fire upon our right. Okay. Okay. I got you. So, so it's, it's, not it's, been better, it's better to deal with the individual because the whole organization may not know. No. So um, it's an individual. So deal with the individual and let there be a communication of forgiveness, a repentance did. and forgiveness. Yes, I did. I went to her and I told her that I um, asked her for forgiveness. And she was asking me why, and, and I told her why, and that I was sorry that I didn't come to do what she had told me to do. And she said she didn't know of nothing of it, and she didn't, she didn't let it bother her. So, you know, I still think I was still in trouble for it with God for doing that. Okay, so you see that what you thought was there was not there. Yeah. That is why I have, when all the teachings I've been teaching, I said, if somebody comes and make a complaint to you, yeah, don't believe the person without investigating yes. how it happened. Yeah. Because if somebody had a disagreement with another person, if Jane and Mary had a disagreement in your absence, because Mary is close to you, Mary come to tell you what happened in, in her own views. And you did not find out from Jane what happened. You just believe Mary. By believing Mary, you are heaping cause of this, uh, uh, punishment upon yourself. Yeah. Because you were not there. You are aiding and abetting. You. you need to find out from Mary. Yeah. And if possible, call both Jane and Mary and ask them what happened. If Mary is used to telling lies, Mary will still tell a lie in order to gain your favor. 
But you have to be careful because that is sowing seed of discord. Yeah. And seed of discord attracts cases, punishments. So if you have spoken to the person, then yeah. fine. But if you are not comfortable and you still feel irritation, then uh -huh. you need to speak to the person again and make sure you ask forgiveness. Oh, I spoke to her already. And even the other day I saw her and everything is fine. It's just that me, myself, I with between me and God. That was weird because I know it's okay with her that everything is cleared up and everything. I don't have any um any feeling with her about it anymore. It's all gone. But I just wondering, you know, if we're is my if I'm being punished for that from the Lord. Uh, well, one thing is if you have made, uh, uh, if you have gotten to a point of reconciliation with the person, yeah. then you go to God and ask forgiveness, confess yeah. exactly what happened before God and, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, ask God for forgiveness. If, if the best thing to do sometimes is to go to a minister who is higher in authority than you okay. so that that minister uh, you tell the minister what happened and that minister will stand in the gap for you okay to appeal your case so that you yes. will no longer feel condemned yes okay okay right. thank you thank you any other question please Uh, Any other? Go ahead. Um, Dr. Pauline. Yes, please. Yes, good night. It's Marcia. All right. I, I would just want to find out from you, you see, when a covenant has been made, like when we baptize, that is a covenant, and when we married, is that a covenant? Uh, ask the question again. She wants to know when. Okay, go ahead. When we baptize, when we take our baptism in Christ, that's a covenant, right? Now, uh, there is no. something about the use of the term baptize. Baptism, yes, is a type of covenant, but before you go to baptism, it is very important that you give your life to Christ. If you are just immersed in water without salvation, you are still unclean. So the covenant is not properly established. Am I making sense? So when you... No. I want to... Do you understand that part? Do you understand that part? No, no. You don't. Okay. Baptism is a type of covenant. But baptism, the covenant of baptism, 
will stand firm as a covenant if you are born again. If you are not born again, then, then that baptism has no covenant in it. It's just like anybody dipping themselves in water and coming out. Because before John the Baptist started baptizing people, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus also started his ministry, he started by declaring, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So where there is no repentance, the baptism is just a ritual. It is not an established covenant. So until you really confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, baptism has no covenant because it's like the sin is still there. The desire for sin, the attributes of sin, the behavior of sin is still there. So unless you become born again, that baptism is just a ritual. It has not yet been established in the kingdom of heaven. So to answer you, baptism is a type of covenant, but it depends on how it is established. Then it becomes a covenant because Satanists also baptize people in water. They do all kinds of initiation. So before we can say that a baptism is a covenant, we must examine what kind of covenant, what was the procedure? How did you come into that baptism? Very important. Have I answered you? Yes, Dr. Pazi, I thank you a lot because I was saying something. We were having a discussion this morning with someone and I was saying to him that you need to repent of your sins before you can baptize. And the guy, he was saying that he does not understand because baptism is just like you go to God and you say, I said, no, you have to repent first because baptism is a covenant that you take on, but if you don't repent, then you cannot do it. So, so that's why I asked the question, that question that I right. Thank you for clarifying the fact that you understand it. Thank yes, you. All right. Any other, please? Any other question? Okay, if there is no more question, any reflection, let's get at least one or two reflection about what did you hear today? What did you learn? What are you taking with you today? Reflection, please. We need a reflection to remind ourselves of what we have heard.
Florida sa Pornadine Pickle Lodge. Whatever you got it, just tell us what you learned. Focuses on, focus on Genesis 49 from verse 1 to 4. We said, when it's time for the Lord uh, to invite us. From verse 1 to 2. One to, okay, sorry. You know, you say you've been praying, you know, the prayer for us as overcomers is that when it's time for the Lord to invite us home, he will send us an invitation and enable us to understand what is it about so we can set, I just transit in my way. We can set our house in order. So we could, you know, be able to bless our children before we move on to glory. You said there are three things that we must observe in our daily lives. And I didn't get the child when you say, you said, um, you asked the question, are we honoring God? You said, do we respect one another? The third one I did not get. Um, you went on to say, Jacob made certain pronouncements upon his children. And um, you wanted to know why he made, you know, you, you wanted to know why he didn't forgive. Um, you said, where there's disrespect, blessing is reversed into curse. And you gave the example of, um, a, um, I don't know if you said she was a pastor who was going to a church. And, um, you know, a pastor used to send her out. Or she used to ask her pastor before she go out and, you know, preach outside. But there came a point in time when she was just going and not saying anything to her pastor. She was having, like, secret meetings outside of the church and you know she started taking other members of the church with her and um her pastor didn't know anything about what was happening until she became uh ill and um then other people start coming to the pastor and asking you know uh you know for them to acknowledge her or you know pray for her or something but um, you're saying that that couldn't get done because you know this is a case where the pastor was disrespected. There was also another lady that he said um, was in a small church and uh, she went and told the pastor that she no longer wanted to be a part of that um, ministry because the church is too small. And she left the small church and went to a bigger church. When she went there, uh, she got caught up in, you know, in a mess, like, I don't remember if he said it was a scandal or something broke out in the church that she was involved in. And, you know, she came back to the pastor instead of, you know, apologizing to the pastor, she came accusing the pastor of cursing her. And the pastor told her that he didn't curse her uh, because he, you know, he doesn't have the ability to reverse curses, you know. And you said, um, you know, God is the one who judged. So, you know, we have to be careful. You know, two things you said, you know, you drove home in this message. And one is forgiveness, that we have to learn to forgive. You know, where we go wrong, we have to acknowledge our wrong. We have to confess our wrong. We have to repent of our wrong. And we have to ask for forgiveness. You said, um, 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 you want to prepare our hearts and minds for forgiveness, you ask how and when do we forgive? What is our behavior and attitude when we are offended? Jacob was about to pass on blessing to his children, but how many of them were qualified? 
And from what we've read in the scripture, we um, write, you know, where we at, we know that um, Simeon and Reuben weren't qualified for the blessing. You know, the Bible even states that he cursed Reuben. Reuben was cursed. So you said forgiveness is not a cheap thing that we should disrespect authority. When people of authority give us um, directive, we should, you know, you know, carry out those directives. And if there's a reason why we feel we should not carry it out, and even if we did not, you know, just like you, Lily, was stating, you know, about what happened with her, we should always, you know, go back and, you know, we can confess to God what we did wrong. We can go back to the person and we can ask them to forgive us, you know, and then we move on because we don't know if that person, you know, who, were, who we offended was bitter or angry, you know, at us and they hold it against us. And you said, just like the Bible said, that is within kingdom cause of fire upon our head. If God bless Abraham and his descendants, what you ask the question, why, once again, why couldn't Jacob forgive? He said, forgiveness is to release ourselves from bitterness and anger that came out of an offense after they confess and apologize. He said, it's difficult for people to forgive, but without confession and repentance, the sin cannot be remitted. You ask the question, how am I dealing with my weakness? Am I studying to change my ways or is it just a boast? You know, when we come to Bible study, the teaching that we receive, are we applying it, you know, to our life? Are we making conscious effort to apply it, you know, to our life? Jacob was, is given name and that was his anointed name. You know, it was his covenant name because, uh, no, sorry. Jacob was his given name, but Israel was his anointed name. And it was also his covenant name. So you said to listen to the anointed word of God. And we should pray that the Lord will give us understanding of the word. And how have we taken the grace of God? That's what I heard that story. That's that Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Evangelist Sarah. You're welcome, Dr. Pauline. Any other? Any other reflection? Okay. All right. See, there is no more reflection. Uh, is Shravanathia there? No, I think she's at work. All right. Everybody, just remember that... Uh, Thursday, we are doing the ushering and evangelism training on Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock on Zoom. Thursday at 7 o'clock on Zoom. I will encourage everybody to be a part of this training. We all have to know how to evangelize, and we all know how to help somebody participate in ushering and protocol. So I'll encourage everybody Thursday at seven o'clock, let's come on Zoom, all right? It will be the same regular Zoom line, okay? And then uh, Friday, of course, we are on Zoom for the, pre uh, we are on the prayer line on Friday, okay? All right, take your communion.
Reverend Peace, are you able to pray? Reverend Peace? Yes. Yes, are you able to pray, please? Yes, look upon Okay, everybody take your communion, whether it's water, whatever you are using, water or wine. Okay, go ahead and pray, Reverend Peace. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for the word, the bread of heaven is given. We pray that would not be hearers alone, but the doers of the gospel. We will practice it to hide it in our hearts that will sin against thee no more. We bring our elements before you. Father, we lay it at your feet this moment, and we ask you to breathe into it. In the name of Jesus, we ask you for healing in every aspect of our life. We pray for those who are connected with us, the 32 people that love God, you have mercy and draw them closer to you. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Almighty Father, we sanctify the elements with the precious and the healing and the mighty blood of Jesus Christ, the divine blood of Christ Jesus. And you said, if you see the blood, you pass and pass over us. Deliver us from evil, for thy is the kingdom, the power and the glory. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. With thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Reverend Let's share the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The love of the love of God. And the sweet fellowship of the Spirit. Be with us now. And forevermore. Amen. Amen. Goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days forever, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever, and Amen. Amen. So everybody, have a good night, and see you on Thursday.